Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. The strong, the powerful Andrea Freeman has returned to Money Savage. Welcome back, Andrea. Hey, it's so good to be here. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, great to have you back on. Andrea is an entrepreneur. She's a mindful business coach, an international speaker, and an author. She's got a new book coming out in 2021. And again, excited to have you back on, Andrea. So refresh my memory. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, um, a little bit more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah. So I am a mindful business coach. I'm also a wife and a mom. I have a five, almost six-year-old daughter. Um, And we are kind of hunkered down in upstate New York right now with uh, the pandemic and everything. So I am working remotely as my work allows me to do and just supporting service-based entrepreneurs in really harnessing the power of their mindset to be able to scale their business to six figures or, or beyond really. There's no limit. Nice. I appreciate that. So yes, we are, we're having this conversation in December of 2020 and I don't think that there's any end in sight to 2020, potentially. Andrea's just going to keep going. But what's uh, top of mind for you right now? Yeah, I mean, I think this time of year really always kind of has people look at having closure to the last year and some clarity uh, and vision for for the year ahead. So I'm having a lot of conversations like that with, uh, you know, with my clients and with business owners that I'm working with. So I think that that's top of mind. And it's interesting that you say there's no end in sight (laughs) because I think it's like that whole resolution thing that, you know, where people really had a lot of closure to one and then and it, it could potentially look very different in the next. It's kind of not like any other year as far as what does it look like to wrap up and, and move forward. So I think it's what's really top of mind for me right now is the idea of being with things exactly the way they are and exactly the way that they're not, like really taking things the way they've happened and, you know, um, being able to see them with clarity and the way that they can serve us in moving forward in in the future in the face of we don't know what the future is going to look like. Yeah. Yeah, that's such an interesting thing, right? Because I guess I, I haven't really thought about it. Um, but the year certainly did not go the way that, that I expected. And I can't imagine it went the way that too many people expected and how you're managing through that. And, and when I say, I haven't really thought about it, I just mean, haven't necessarily thought about what my brain is, 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 is sort of doing, is it struggling with this or, or I I don't know if I'm making any sense. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that in some ways there have been um, difficulties for everyone to deal with. And I think that if we really look to some of the great masters and some of the great philosophers of all time who really kind of point to the idea that 
it's our struggles, it's our difficulties that really shape us the most for the the person that we are to become. And I think that 2020 might be one of those years that shapes us for who we're becoming. I don't there it was a kind of an unfolding and we haven't seen the outcome yet. We haven't seen what all of this resilience, what all of this forced creativity, what all of this forced slowdown, um, you know, what all of the introspection is going to lead to for many of us. Uh, for for a lot of us, it, it causes us to pivot in in huge uh, unprecedented ways in our businesses and in our lives. And I think that that's going to take a little while to unfold. So one of the one of the foundational, most important principles, I believe, of abundance is really patience. And so I think that this time has caused a lot of people to have to just be with that, whether they were open to it or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just thinking about it's sort of a cheesy kind of very much cliche to think about how caterpillar becomes the butterfly, right? And we're, we're, we're all, well, if in fact you are going through this in a positive way and making positive pivots and changing your business in whatever way you need to, well, then that's probably what you're doing. But patience is required because I don't know what part of this transition I'm in, right? Am right. I towards the end or is it going to be the same all next year? Right. Yeah, we're kind of in a gestational period. And the uh, the the tricky thing is that we don't know how long it lasts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so how do I not freak out? Right? How do I? How do I stay present? Yeah, just through the process. Mm hmm. Yeah. So this is the challenge, right? And this is where a lot of the mindset work that I'm doing with business owners really comes into play. As much as we need to develop new systems and strategies and tactics for doing the the tactical things, the, the doing part of our business, so much of business is mindset and so much of it is dependent on how we respond to what we're dealing with. And we can't respond without first having a thought. Right. So my initial response can either be like, oh, my goodness, why is this happening to me? And I can kind of what if into all of the negative spiral, um, you know, kind of catastrophe thinking or I could have the initial response that like everything that happens in my life happens for me. How will I use this to serve better? How will I use this to show up better? How will I use this to be better for myself, for my family, for my clients? And when we're coming from that perspective in a really authentic way, then that can have a really positive impact on our businesses. I, I, I totally agree. That's that, that, that really takes a big mindset shift though, right? To come to that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So for some people, we can, you know, recognize that I'm having this negative thought and they can, you know, start to work with like an affirmation or a mantra or something like that. And they can slowly over time um, gain traction with that, right? Like setting micro goals and having small wins. And I mean, if you're familiar with James Clear. I love his book, Atomic Habits. Like that, that is a process for making that happen, right? That's a very strategic way for continually making little incremental progressions that ultimately lead to a big win, right? And then 
we're not all necessarily in that place, right? As much as I try, as much effort as I try to set the goals and achieve the small wins, that I can't wrap my head around seeing how this is positive. And that's where I have the ability to go deeper with my clients and actually get to work on the subconscious. So I am a trained hypnotherapist and we can really get in there and look at where did I put these beliefs in place that they are so firmly in place and not shifting? And what is it that's going to have them get like move out of the way? So there is some deeper work, you know, it, it just depends. Um, sometimes it, it can be as quick as deciding and creating a new way of being and you're so inspired by that and you move forward. And then sometimes it is very deeply ingrained and you have to dig a little deeper. But I do believe that if you are interested in the shift, there's a way to get there. How much of what's going on? Well, excuse me. How much of what's going on with me is stuff I'm not even aware of that Ooh. where you would need to, to crawl inside my head, Andrea? <laughs> <laughs> so much, so much of what we're doing. I mean, if you really look from like a psychology perspective or, you know, um, my daughter went to Montessori, so I, so I know how they view, you know, the, the formative years, they call it, you know, these, the impressionable years until they're like six, seven, eight years old. There's this time where we are just sponges, right? We are just looking to our parents, to our teachers, to our friends, to our, to everything that's going on in the world, just taking it in and making these determinations that, oh, that's the way people are. That's the way the world is. That's the way I am. And now we do this for good. We do this for protection. We do, we do this for a lot of reasons. But ultimately, we kind of form this foundation of what our perspective is in the world and how we view what happens to us and the way that we interact with others in the world. So um, fortunately, unfortunately, I don't know if good news, bad news here, a lot of the ways that we're interacting are kind of from default, you know, from decisions that we've made for a long time ago. I, I feel like I'm an advertisement for, for this James Clear book because he actually in his book talks about how we need to make those automations in our thinking so that as we're dealing with new circumstances that are coming at us that we've never dealt with before, we have the ability to adjust to respond, to do the critical thinking. So we kind of automate a lot of our thinking and the, a lot of our way of being in the world and then respond to what seems like for our brain, the most critical stuff to deal with. Now, when you're aware of this, this is really the opportunity because you can actually go in and you can actually kind of reconfigure, re-hardwire, if you will, you know, kind of use the computer um, operating system analogy to, to make your thinking something that's in alignment and caught up to your sophistication as a human being now as an adult. Yeah, yeah it's that. possible. Yeah. And how, is, 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 is there a way for me to know if I'm maybe consistently trapped in the same loops? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times you will definitely notice that you've been trying to work on something for a while, right? Like, um, you know, a lot of people will come to me in their businesses. If I could, if I just had more time in the day, if I just had, you know, could 
understand how to do social media. Like I've been trying, I've taken every course, I've read every book, I've tried to cobble together all the free webinars that, you know, I, I keep doing the work and nothing is shifting. When you're getting to that point of like real kind of a pain point, a real frustration, and you cannot ignore this area of your life anymore or this area of your business anymore, then you've probably touched on something where there's some subconscious behavior, feeling, thought at play. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that makes sense right there. It's so interesting how it's so interesting to, to, to hear about this and, 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 and to learn about the role that that our subconscious or whatever the correct term is, how that's impacting how how we sort of interface and, and operate in in, in 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 the world, and then start to actually try and do that work and recognize maybe I've already had success, but there's opportunity for so much more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the kind of the rub because. A lot of times we can experience success and then we have like a default setting where then something happens. It's like almost like too much success, too much joy, too much financial prosperity, too much, you know, too much success in this area. So now all of a sudden I'm, I'm thriving in business, but my relationships are kind of um, going down the tubes. So when we really look at ourselves as fully integrated human beings and understand that we have one life and we are really here to thrive in all areas, in all ways that, that um, are fulfilling for us, then we start to approach our thinking from, you know, like there's no such thing as something that's not going to serve my business or something that's not going to serve my personal life. Looking at who I'm being, what I'm thinking and like what my perspective is in any area is going to serve it all. Yeah. yeah I, think, I think that that's an awesome way to think about that is that we are fully integrated human beings. And, you know, I, 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 I don't know if we try and and sort of section it off. I, I, I think we probably do. And this idea of work-life balance automatically does that, where these are supposed to be separated and everything else, instead of doing what you've just described as looking at yourself as, hey, this is just me, and these are different things that I'm doing, but it's still just me. Yeah, and work-life balance. If there was ever a year that highlighted to us that that was a myth, 2020 was it, mm -hmm. huh? I mean, everything is mushed up together right now. And so many people still working from home, trying to wear the, you know, full-time parent hat while working and, you know, being a good employee, being a good spouse or partner, being, being all of it. Um, and even if we're not quarantined with a lot of people, we're still in the same space trying to wear whatever hats we wear in our lives all the time and figure out how to not wear them all the time, right? How to take the work hat off when we go downstairs to, to be with our kids or to make dinner or to do whatever else we're doing. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's really been an opportunity to see that, that there is just one life. And I, I've believed this for years, but I think that more than ever, people are really, really hungry to figure out how to balance all of those roles and integrate and make sure that they show up as their best self for, for their personal life and for, for their work life. And, and that does mean embracing that I am one human being doing it all. Right. So, yeah, I mean, for me, I think that that seems like the real opportunity of, of 2020 for sure. Yeah, totally agree. So, 
how how does one move forward to towards that towards that goal if it's somebody who is taking action all the time who you were sort of describing that they've cobbled together all these different courses but it's just not clicking for them or they feel like I'm experiencing immense professional success but not personal success so whichever version of 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 that the listener is how how do they get started moving forward yeah yeah that's a great question i think and a, a lot of the people that i work with my, myself included really high achievers no strangers to hard work like always willing to go out and find the resources and 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 burn the midnight oil and do what it takes to to succeed and when we get to a point where we're starting to say like hmm i'm not sure that this is working maybe something feels like a little bit off or, you know, it's definitely feeling like I'm trying to, um, you know, juggle too many things, burning the candle at both ends. This is when I think that there's a real opportunity to look at, from a foundational perspective, what is my life about? And it can get a little, you know, Sophoclean. Um, but really when you get in touch with what you're here for, what I call your bold life purpose, it's really about something that it gives a container for all of it to fit into, right? Instead of trying to make my job be the thing that gives me the most satisfaction or my personal life, the thing that gives me the most satisfaction as, you know, as a, as a mom or as a wife or whatever, uh, where I instead derive, um, you know, momentum from the thing that I am here to fulfill that's that's bigger than all of it, that all of it can fit into, right? And so in order to figure this out, like I really just start with three questions for people. I really ask them, what are your core values? What are the things that you're most passionate about? What lights you up? Like you could just do it for hours. Time seems to almost stand still. And what are the things that people thank you for? Like, where do you get praise? Like, what are your natural gifts and what are your talents? Sometimes we can be a little bit stingy with recognizing our talents. So I really like to throw in the what do people thank you for? Because we all have those natural gifts, talents, and abilities that our community just comes to us and says, boy, how do you do that? I want some of that. Yeah. 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 And so I think that when you start looking at at those things, you can start to shape a a little bit of something that gives you momentum, like, you know, something to, to get out of bed and to have it all be in the service of to have the work that I do in the world be in the service of it to have what I do with my family. And not that you're going to, you know, be the same person everywhere you go. Of course, you, there are different identities. You know, um, I'm a little more silly with my kids than I am with my clients, right? Like that that's sure. a natural way of being. But the essence and the core of it, you know, for me, I'm here to connect and inspire. I'm very clear that that's who I am. And that is something that has served me through multiple businesses, that has served me in my family life, that that is with me everywhere I go. And as long as I am considering taking an action, I can say, 
is there a way for me to connect? Is there a way for me to inspire, whether it's connecting deeper with myself, whether it's connecting deeper with my higher self, whether it's connecting with a community and, you know, expanding my connections to other human beings, then, you know, if I can check that box, then I'm doing something that's in the service of my purpose. And I feel like I'm living in alignment. I love it. Andrea, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Oh, my difference-making tip. Um, You know, I really say uh, that you should let your personal evolution fuel your business revolution. So, you know, if if there's something that that you want, um, there's no end to the evolution that you can experience as a human being. You know, there's always a way to look at who you're being and have it serve what your ultimate goal is. Well, I think that that is great stuff. That definitely gets, come on, come on. Andrea, thank you so much for coming back on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Yeah, so if anybody um, is interested in, uh, you know, the tips and stuff that I've been doing, then you can connect with me on my Facebook group. I've got a free private community for like-minded human beings and business owners, and that is the Up Level Collective. Love it. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Andrea your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. You can find her Facebook group at the Up Level Collective. And we know how important community is, particularly in what we're all going through. So thanks again, Andrea. Awesome. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.